the podcast with everything paranormal. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, the man of the hour, Tower of Power, Joe Shortridge. Hello. And me, Jennifer Shortridge. Shortridge. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. I remember you were I, announced one time on stage and the guy was like, Jennifer Shortridge. Ridge. Like, <laughs> Where was it? Was that the wrestling matches we used to go to? I think so. <laughs> I think we uh, didn't we MC a wrestling match at one time. One time, a long time, oh thousand gosh, years ago, hundred million <laughs> lifetimes ago. One of our many forays into the entertainment field. And now we're just podcasting. we're talking into your ears. You have us in your ears right now. Let's do the whole. I'm in your brain. You're in your mind. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that music that we start with is Dead and Five, and that reminds me so much of like music you would hear on um, Underworld, um, the series. I don't know if you guys have ever watched those shows, but it's like one of my favorite movies. Is I Underworld. don't think I've ever seen. It. <gasps> I'm sure I have. You have. I literally have watched that movie, the first, the original. Probably 450 times. I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. And I may or may not have um, had an affair with somebody who was in that movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't <laughs> want... La, 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 I'm putting la, my fingers la, on my headphones right now. So. Yeah. Anything weird going on? Not really. World? No. Um, same old, same old. Same yeah, old, no old. activity in the house this week. Of really? course, I'm barely been there, right? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> it's funny because I like I come home. Oh, I did smell the coffee smell again. Oh, and I've got a story for you. That okay, I'm sure you heard it already, but I'll tell the listener in a minute. Okay, you know, I came home one day and my whole kitchen smelled like coffee. Now I don't drink coffee. I don't make coffee. Last time I made coffee, I think it was in 1989, and mm-hmm. I burned it. No, but um, smelled it again strong like where is this coming from sort of like my smell in my house of burning vacuum belt Mm -hmm. it's the weirdest thing i know it's not my furnace because my furnace is a direct drive there's no belts in it Uh but every once in a while i'll smell burning vampire (laughs) (laughs) i smell burning vampire vampires that's our new band name burning (laughs) vampires burning vampires with your host jen and joe (laughs) Very interesting. I prefer lichens. <laughs> but um But yeah, I have that smell weird, as well. Weird. Weird. Because you don't there's no electrical problems. There's no lo- things burning up on your light bulbs, no, right? No. But here's something I've heard. Uh-huh. When you have a stroke, you smell burning um hair. No. So maybe when weird. I was having those mini strokes, uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. Is it ghosts or strokes? Ghosts or strokes? There's another <laughs> name for our band, ghosts or strokes. But anyhow, I'm sure you heard the story because that. mother tells everybody everything. Of course. She said that she woke up at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. She says, out of the blue, I just woke up and her room smelled like oil and gasoline mixed. No. Like the garage. Because you know how dad always yeah. had those. It. He worked on lawnmowers and he, I don't know if he bathed in it. I don't know how he, <laughs> but he used to get his clothes in the garage smelling so strong with gas. Because for one, he couldn't see very well and he was always pumping the gas out of the lawnmowers <laughs> and he spills it everywhere. But Ma said that she woke up at 3 a.m., which is the witching hour. Mm-hmm. 
And she smelt oil and gas mix so strong in the house. She said it smelt like someone poured gasoline in her oh bedroom. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if he was trying to send her like a message or something. It's possible because we know that the, lots of times, 99.9% of the time, the spirits are not going to just pop in and jump in front of you. Right. They'll give you signs. Mm-hmm. And I think. Or smells. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Smells because this olfactory, is that mm-hmm. the smell? Yeah. Is the strongest sense you have besides my sense of humor. Oh, <laughs> Lordy. And his modesty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> today i was at work (laughs) at work another side note at work um i'm helping i'm training a new guy and one of the tools that we used was really dull i said this is duller than my wit (laughs) (laughs) i quit quit. (laughs) (laughs) okay so getting back to the show interesting we're interesting we want to mention where we're going to be yeah at the end of the month on the 30th we are going to be at the Michigan Bigfoot Conference. It is going to be in uh, Chelsea, Michigan, which is just west of Ann Arbor. So mm-hmm. it's not that far for everybody listening, unless you're listening to us in Britain. But if you are listening to us in Britain, get on a plane now <laughs> and come, come on, on over. over. But uh, yeah, we'll be at the Michigan Bigfoot Conference. We'll be all set up. We'll be taking your recording your your stories. Right at the show. So if yeah. you come out, you have a story you want to tell us, let's get on the radio and talk to let's us. Let's do it. So anyways, it's at the Village Conference Center at 1645 Commerce Park Drive, Chelsea, Michigan, July 30th from bum, bum, bum. 9 in the morning uh-huh. until <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. So I'm going to be very tired on Sunday. <laughs> if you do come out and you come out at 7 or 8 or even 6... We probably won't be there. <laughs> we'll be vending all day, and by about ah! four o'clock, what? I just saw something run through your tooth. They've got <gasps> kittens. Joe has a mother cat They've and got three, kittens, four yeah. kittens just ran in his backyard. They're so cute. Oh, oh look, yeah. she's laying down, and they're just jumping all over her. Oh yay! That's so not I'm, paranormal, it, but it's does so. Does anybody cute. have a catapult I can borrow? <laughs> Is that why they call it a catapult? So, anyways. July 30th, if you guys show up at the show, please come visit us at our booth. You will be able to see the Newark Holy Stones will be in the house. Yes. And our mascot, Anastasia, the Sleeping Princess. That's what I called her now. Oh, okay. All right. Wonderful. And you can pick up a set of dowsing rods when you get there. We have all new dowsing rods. Different colors. Yes. So, anyhow. Cool. So, on today's show... We have a very interesting show. We Jen brought this to my attention, so we're like, let's talk about houses. Haunted houses. Weird. Yeah. Paranormal houses. Not so much haunted where they jump out at you. I hate those. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about real residences yeah. that have... <laughs> bizarre. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Bizarre. You know, I love an old house. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure you feel the same way. I love historic homes. I love haunted houses. Not the pop out, you know. Yeah. Not the pay to play. I like old rectories. Uh, <laughs> and I really want to get to New England because yeah. there's so much old, old history, old cemeteries. And you guys know I'm in love with cemeteries. I just saw on YouTube, on the YouTube. The YouTube. Guy did a video. 
and I saved it. I'll, I think I sent it to you actually. But um, the oldest cemetery in America. Oh yeah. And it's up there around Maine, oh, all the areas. Wait. I can't wait. We have got to get to the East Coast. But okay, so this is very interesting. So I have for our listeners your pleasure. Four homes built on burial grounds, houses with human remains. So, you know, like renovating your home can be a whole process. Um, It can be unsettling at times because people have discovered things in their basements, walls, garages, land, attics. And later on, we'll talk about our favorite place that people found things in the walls. Hint, hint. Yes. Stay tuned (laughs) for that. So you may be doing any type of um, overhaul or remodeling in, in your home, which most people do. And then when you have an older home, definitely everybody wants to upgrade. So some of these houses, now these are true houses of horror, Joe. Things have been found, which I'm surprised that Anastasia wasn't found. It's weird the way we found it. But anyways, one of the most famous cases recent cases is in May, Erica Carner and her husband decided they were going to renovate their home. Now, this was in the Richmond district in San Francisco. When the construction workers broke through concrete in the garage floor, they found a tiny bronze coffin containing the remains of a three-year-old girl. Now, they believe that this little girl died around 1870. And although her name has remained a mystery, it's clear that she was very lovingly interred. She's buried wearing a white christening dress, and it was hand-stitched lace, and her hair was decorated with sprigs of lavender, and her on her chest they laid a rosary of eucalyptus seeds. Oh. The news spread really quickly about this haunting haunted discovery and it turns out back in the late 1800s the richmond district was full of cemeteries and once they developed the area into the earliest 20th centuries most of the graves were removed but this one was clearly forgotten and many of the bay area residents had banded together to give the young girl a proper burial and now she rests in peace in greenlawn memorial park in Coloma, California. But do you remember seeing pictures of it? She was very, very well preserved. Is that the one where she's got the glass mm -hmm. and you can see through? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was found in a base or underneath a cement thing. Yeah. Because she's still on display right now. Uh, Somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. They said they buried her, but it doesn't mean, you know, maybe she was, they said she was laid to rest. It doesn't mean that she was put in the ground. Because... I remember that they say that her eyes open, mm-hmm. but that's been proven that it's just when the way that the light goes through the the windows mm-hmm. makes it look like they're open. That but would freak me out. Who knows? I mean, they may have just said that to cut, just you know, to debunk it. Yeah. When it really does, you know, yeah. don't know until you see it for yourself. Yeah, but I I can imagine like you know we've seen shows where homes and businesses in San Francisco it's all built upon the old city so there's tunnels that run under a lot of these you know east port or west coast towns Mm -hmm. the great uh earthquake of 1906 i believe it was in san francisco they just built on top of really on on top of the rubble so there's like you know probably way more yet to be discovered now 
this is going to the other side of the U.S., um, to the East Coast. Ben Franklin, who was an American president. Was he a president? No. <gasps> yeah. Ben Franklin wasn't. He was just... Was he a president? No. <laughs> He's on the $100 bill. I know that because, you know, all the he rap songs talk about the, the, all about the Benjamins, right? <laughs> so he is one of the founding fathers. He lived in London and was an ambassador for colonies uh, from 1757 to 1775. Um, he gave England the boot when he uh, signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776. Weirdly enough, that was called something else, and they changed the name. I just heard that oh, really? on another podcast. Then we're going to fast forward to 2014 when uh, Franklin's house in England was getting a facelift. Now, it was in the process of becoming a museum. That's when construction worker named Jim Field found a human thigh bone sticking out of a dirt pit in the basement. A total of 1,200 bones were eventually dug up. So he lived there with bones. It's been there for, what, 200 years yeah. plus? Now, this is interesting. It's was this murderous on his part? And they say no. But in his 18 years of Tennessee, Franklin invited over a man named William Hewson to open an anatomy school in his home. Slight problem. Dissection at the time was illegal. So dead bodies were illegally supplied yeah. by resurrectionists, yep. a.k.a. the actual body snatchers yep. who stole cadavers of the recently deceased for experimentation. But getting rid of the bones presented a different problem. Obviously, you can't just like throw them out into the garden. So he got around this by using the basement to store stuff that he didn't want anybody to see so buried in the basement this house on top of bones yeah this is interesting too so convicted criminals who end up dead or executed don't always have family or friends to give a hoot about them getting a proper burial to say goodbye so their remains have to go somewhere right mm -hmm. so in 1873, prison warden Lewis Carpenter at the Auburn Correctional Facility in New York bought a parcel of land at 63 Fitch Avenue and started secretly burying inmates in an unofficial cemetery. Now, he would go there at the dead of night and just bury them with nobody watching. Now, newspaper articles around that time described neighbors peeking through the curtains at the secretive prison warden's property and would see him lowering pine baskets, baskets, <laughs> caskets <laughs> into the ground. And they would contain the remains of over 300 prisoners in this one um, little area. Now, one of the people that was buried in this illegal burial was Leon Klazox. He was the man who assassinated President William McKinley. Oh, really? Yeah. So... He was supposed to move the deceased context convicts. I can't talk today. Uh, when he sold the property, but he was clearly a criminal himself and left the dead in the forgotten plot. And they were just unearthed this June. Oh, wow. By a man named Eric Johnson, who was a homeowner and he was leveling off the area to build a swing set for his two year old son. He discovered this and it's. Just really spread like wildfire oh, in this yeah. news, right? There was a secret cemetery. So he was joking. That's why my vegetables taste funny. Oh, jeez. Gross. 
Gross. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people just don't bury bones in the basement. Yeah. They sometimes bury them in the attic. So skeletons aren't always found underground. Well, before you continue with that, I, yep. I wonder why he had to do it illegally. If he was the warden, he was allowed to do anything he wanted. And if someone died in his in his care, mm-hmm. I don't see why he couldn't just bury him in that and call it a pauper's field. I don't know. Different times, I guess. Yeah. So in September in New London, Ohio, okay, this story about Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Resident Courtney Hoffner was rooting around upstairs of, above her garage for a hairdryer, but instead she encountered human bones, 79 in total, dated around 30 years old. She's quoted as saying, I'm not 100% convinced we found everything. There's just so much junk in her garage. She's not sure where the bones came from. Uh, although the previous owner was um, none other than the mayor of London himself, Darwin Anderson, who had owned the property from 1982 till the time of his death in 2015. There was another possibility that the home was used as a doctor's office and that portion was torn down in 1998 after a fire. So they weren't really sure like where these bones came from, but the lady found them in her attic, Hmm. like very uh, strange things in Ohio. Have you ever been to Petersburg, Virginia? I don't know. Have we? (laughs) We've traveled so much. (laughs) I don't even know. I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't been through there right off state route 85 or interstate 85, which I, Really sounds familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So there's a house, and this is so bizarre. We've got to go see it if we're allowed to. Okay. It's called the Tombstone House. <gasps> yes. The house is built with marble tombstones from the graves of over 2,200 Union soldiers. Oh, my word. Tombstones used as the bricks to build the house. <laughs> It may look like a typical house, but you know, that's so macabre. The building is constructed in 1934. From the bottom half of it, they used government-issued marble tombstones previously toppled in in the graves of Union soldiers in Popular Lawn Cemetery. So the gravestones are all out of the cemetery. The soldiers died in the siege of uh, Petersburg, which lasted for nine months. During the Civil War, so a nine-month battle. Wow. And If that place isn't a vortex, what uh, is? <laughs> so during the Great Depression, maintaining the cemetery became a like a big chore. So they you know, had mm-hmm. to figure out something to do. So the city decided to cut the tombstones in half and sell off the tombstones. Oh, my word. Okay. So the bottom half. So apparently what they did was they cut the tombstones in half and the part that had the writing on it, mm-hmm. they laid in the ground. And then they took the the other half and sold them off. So they sold off 2,200 of them with the primary sum of $45. They sold all those things, oh all the tombstones for $45. Now, one thing, that's an awesome price for brick. but <laughs> Marble. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Now I saw like they have part, the walkway that goes up to the house is the tombstones yeah. as well. Oh you can gosh. see the house. I looked it up on the Google. The Google. Um, so the pre- or the new owner, Oswald Young, used them to build the house, the chimney, the walkway. So this house, you can see it if you go to the Google. 
And you look up the address. It's 1736 Young's Road, Petersburg, Virginia, USA. You can see on Google Maps the actual house, and it has tombstones built on it. Now, think about that. You talk about the stone tape theory surrounding your house with violated stones from graves (laughs) of Union soldiers that died with so much emotion. Oh, my word. I can't, I just, it's unfathomable, yeah. right? But so cool at the same I, time. And I would love to find the history of this house and the hauntings of this house because oh. you know oh, this house yeah. has got to be extremely haunted because of that. Yeah, I'd like to see how much turnover there is because, you know, a lot of times some people can't handle it. They yeah. got to get out. Now, this is interesting because that is not the only house that yeah. was built with tombstones, which is very rare. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's probably only a handful in uh, the world. I can imagine. Now, there's a um, place in Poland that there was a property owner, and it was in a place called Kalice, Poland. I think I'm saying okay. that. It was made of Jewish gravestones. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they were doing some demo in the house, and they were demolishing a cow shed. And they realized that the foundation was made up of gravestones, mostly taken from a nearby Jewish cemetery in Statnika. The lady said, at first we didn't see anything on the stones because there was so much dirt covering them. But when she turned them over, she got goosebumps. After seeing the Hebrew lettering on the stones, Monica uh, knew that she had to return the stones to the rightful resting place. So she remembers seeing a program on Polish TV a year before about a similar incident called Johnny Daniels. The founder and executive director of From the Depths, an organization that works to preserve the memory of the Holocaust and pre-World War II Jewish life in Europe. Now, Daniels heard the panic in the woman's voice and assembled a team of seven volunteers to collect the stones and work as fast as possible. Walking past the yard filled with chickens and ducks and rabbits, the group knew that this broken pile of stones um, were fragments um, and remnants of hebrew inscriptions designs and they were indeed pieces of jewish gravestones so this lady's parents had bought the property back in the 1970s and not even sure how the stones were taken from the cemetery or why they were used as building materials but after collecting the stones the team of volunteers drove to various locations of former jewish cemeteries in the area to see if there was a suitable place uh, for them An older local resident pointed out where one cemetery used to be, but a building had been constructed on that site after the end of the war. A volunteer team then journeyed to another 20 kilometers, which I don't know how many miles that is. I don't know. In order to bring the stones to a reestablished Jewish cemetery in uh, Butzko Zagrag, if I'm saying that right, where they knew the stones would receive proper care. So a team from the cemetery was informed and they are going to conduct research on the stones to find out if they can find out, you know, what it says or where they're from, who they belong to. They're just working on that now. Now, prior to the outbreak of the Second World War, around 18,000 Jews lived in Calice and the Nazis occupied the city and established a large ghetto in 1941 following the invasion of Poland. After the liquidation of the ghetto in August 1942, most of the Jews were transported to uh, Treblinka death camp where they were murdered. 
So on July 4th, 1946, at the end of the World War II, a group of Holocaust survivors were brutally attacked in Calice after an eight-year-old boy claimed that he had been kidnapped by the Jews. Forty-two Jews were murdered. Most of the victims were beaten to death or shot. The incident is known as the Calice program. And most of the surviving Jews from Calice emigrated to Israel and to other countries. So those could be family members and everything sure. of those. Yeah, absolutely. So in Watertown, there was this two couples that were getting together to buy a house. And the house is a 249-year-old, 249 years old wow. farmhouse and with 23 and a half acres of land. So they were getting together to buy this house. They dug up in the basement and they found a tombstone. Was The tombstone was dated from 1802 and was cemented into the floor. And state law blocked them from doing anything to the house as long as there was a body underneath it. So they couldn't do anything to the house. Oh, wow. At first, the couple thought it was a joke because when they bought the property, they didn't bother to even look in the basement. Mm -hmm. And it's quoted that they um, they didn't care what the house really looked like. They were just buyers and they were going to tear it down. Oh. So the state came in and said they can't tear it down. Interesting. So that's one of the things... You never know what you're going to find when you buy these old houses because, for one thing, they had the funerals in the homes, mm -hmm. and they had the burials on their own land. That's how you get these farms with these tiny little cemeteries. I love those. And I love them. I recall somewhere, and I can't remember exactly where, but I remember somebody saying that they had a tombstone in their basement. I can't remember where that was now. Oh, now probably one of our conventions. At the tattoo shop, mm -hmm. down in the, the basement of the tattoo shop. Now, you got to remember, the... Whitmore Lake Tattoo Shop, which is called the um, Lovely. Lovely Monkey. Mm -hmm. I went down the basement when Dana first bought the building. This building is the first building in Whitmore Lake. Wow. So it's the oldest building in Whitmore Lake. I went down the basement. There's a hole in the cement where somebody was digging. And I, to this day, I still joke with her that there's bodies under there. And know. now thinking about it, there could be. Absolutely. Most places had wells. Yeah, that's probably what it was. And people fell down wells all the time. And then they they filled them in. Yeah. So, so it's possible. But we need to do an investigation. I've been saying that. And the thing about the tattoo shop is we know it's haunted. Oh, yeah, for sure. We saw stuff when we were there. When I was working on it. Now, me and, me and Dana worked on the lovely monkey. Mm -hmm. And her husband, James, and someone else worked on the lucky monkey. We were building both tattoo shops we built at the same time. Mm -hmm. When I was there... I, I was there most nights by myself. I left and we put these pictures up on the wall because all the tattoo artists have their own fit pictures they want up after I painted and all that. Mm -hmm. Now, by law, we have to use drywall screws to hold the pictures in. We can't just hang them because safety reasons and then falling on people. Sure. I went in one morning and this picture was on the ground. It actually fell off the wall and you could see where the drywall was like flaked on the ground and everything so mm -hmm. this picture was like ripped off the wall wow. and put on the ground and i'm like who came i was like dana you know i called her up i'm like which one of the artists came in and was working in the room and she's like nobody even has keys to the building yet oh. so i found this picture ripped out of the wall the next day after we fixed it we went back and that picture slid out of its frame and was laying on the ground Word. so Freaky stuff goes on there. I did an EVP session in the basement. I have it on my thing here. I never really looked at it and listened, but we Dana wants us to do an investigation there. Yeah. Now, another time, they were already up and running, and they saw Ghost Cat. And we'll have Dana on and talk about Ghost Cat, but yeah. there was a cat in the 
tattoo shop and they all saw it <laughs> and it went into one of the rooms and disappeared. So freaky. And these rooms, how, when we built it, there's no vents on the floor. Mm-hmm. The only air vents are in the ceiling. So there's no way that cat could have jumped up into the vent. Right. Know? Right. Yeah, eight feet up. It was weird, though, because, like, when I was there, Dana was showing us the shop, that back room, the that's where the ba- that's that where the, was, a, I had a weird feeling in that That's room. where the picture keeps falling off the wall. Yeah, that was, that was I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it was a little creepy. Um, but we got to do an investigation in that building. Yeah, that would be cool. I know the basement has got to be haunted because it's so creepy down there. Dana doesn't even go down there. No? No, she sends the shop boy down there. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> but you know what? You had that story earlier about a lady finding bones in her attic. Mm-hmm. And I know some of our listeners know about the house that we found bones in. Yes. Now, personally, we didn't find the bones, but we found bones in this house. We're talking about the bone house yep. here in Toledo. Yep. It is a very, 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 very haunted house that is completely full of bones well, it was yeah. i don't know where who you know, know i don't i haven't been past there i don't know if it's even standing i don't anymore. even know if the ghosts are there anymore i know that after what happened the guy that was there he did sell it i guess or or no he lost it for yeah, taxes yeah. like fifteen hundred dollars something weird call like me dude you could like i could have grand oh or my god i know but um i don't you know i was there i drove by it oh god maybe a year ago just to look at it and it was all boarded up. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the same after he tore everything out of there. It was almost like he threw the spirits out. I think something. so. And I do know that there's no floor. Yeah. He ripped all the floors <sighs> out and was digging under the dirt. He was obsessed. Yeah. But anyways, you just never know. I mean, you buy these historic or old properties. You don't know what's there. But that's the whole mystery of yeah. it. I and you can it. even go on YouTube and look up channel 24 news mm-hmm. and look up the bone house and they did a story on it they or go to haunted toledo's um youtube yeah I forgot they about have that. a lot of um film there there you know when we were there joe and i've investigated it a couple of times you know one of the times and we caught this on on camera and i don't know where the footage is i think either sarah has it or chris has it but we were sitting in the middle of the attic which you know if it's like just the ground level yeah, it's a two and then the attic yeah, it's is like, like a, the whole upstairs. Imagine a two-story home, but the upstairs is not finished. Yeah. It was never finished, but that's where a lot of stuff went on. Yeah. So we were sitting on the floor, which was very dusty and dirty. And we caught a sh- shadow figure standing right over us. I mm-hmm. mean, it was clear. Like, this is like no joke. And they need to send it into paranormal caught on tape or something. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we also saw, I know Sarah saw it several times, but I saw it once, a girl kneeling up against the wall like she was praying. And then she disappeared. Wow. And then, of course, we saw the bat. When I I was there with you guys, I mentioned, I'm like, because the upstairs windows didn't quite fit. Yeah. You know how they put new windows in, they don't quite fit, but then they trim them out so they do fit. They weren't done yet. And I'm like, I'm surprised there's no bats in here. Just as I said that. Now... (laughs) So freaky. It was not a seagull. It wasn't a dove. It was a white bat. We all saw it fly over our heads. We all ducked at the same time. Yeah. A white bat. Now, I've never in my life seen a white bat. 
there's no white bats in Ohio. And this thing was huge. It wasn't like... It was probably a foot and a half wide. Yeah. And it flew from one side of the... the, uh, One side of the attic to the other. And the second everybody got done freaking out, we looked up for it and we didn't find nothing. And we only have small little brown or black bats in, Mm -hmm. in Ohio. Tiny ones. They're like, you know, not even six inches. This thing was huge. Yeah. It was the freakiest thing. Another thing that happened to... Sarah and everybody from Han Toledo was a board. Oh, ripped, yeah. Not only fell, it Forgot actually ripped out of the wall. Yeah. And almost got flung halfway across the room. Oh. And they caught that on camera, yep. but it was just off camera where you couldn't see it, but you could hear it. It was can nailed. See a little bit of okay. it. Yeah. It was nailed to the wall mm-hmm. and it came off. Yeah. But it's funny because when they did their first investigation there, there was a guy who got murdered right on the sidewalk yeah. right at the corner uh-huh. like like five feet from yeah. them he got shot in the head and died right there it's like sheesh and then i do know that the k2 meter was completely useless in that house mm-hmm. you could hold the k2 meter on the porch and it would be at the just the one power green light on mm-hmm. you take it and just put it in the door it would go to red instantly now no i'm looking at this going okay i've never seen a k2 meter just go complete red without blinking or anything so are there giant power lines under this house are there you know i'm thinking like the uh, power lines for the trains which are 800 and some volts or more Mm -hmm. but there isn't no there's nothing and this house has absolutely no power and has no water no gas nothing has no nothing hooked up to it and when I say not hooked up, it's not even hooked up to the power lines outside. Yeah. It's a shell. It yeah. was. It was a shell. And, and now we know that there was a funeral held there. There was a woman who died in the home and they had her wake there. Um, and the house was um, used many, 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 many years for Santeria. Mm-hmm. So we call it the bone house because every board on the wall or on the floorboard has bones either in it or under it. Yep. And probably not now because I think the owner, the guy that owned yeah, it, he, I think he went through and took every. He took he, everything. He took everything yeah. off and he found. But we were there one night, and I was telling the, you know, talking to the guy. I'm like, "Come on, really? Bones under every floorboard?" And he's like, "Here, watch." He peeled up a board, and this board was nailed down. It was he didn't pre pre plan this. He pulled it up, and we found a little piece of bone that was made into a face. Yeah. And I have a picture of that, but. This house was literally full of bones. <laughs> There'll never be anything like that no. again. <laughs> and I, oh man, that is the most haunted location I've ever been in. I've got, yeah. we've got so much stuff. Oh my god! I remember Sarah was doing a, an EVP session, and she, she was getting mad, and she's like, "I will banish all of you," <laughs> and just she did that. The clearest EVP I've ever heard said her name. Yeah. Remember, so Tillman also? Yeah. Claire's Day. We're like, who's downstairs? They're like, Tillman. Who are you waiting for? Tillman. Yeah. I was like, okay, that, here we go. That was a weird place. Here we so go. Get up on, go to Haunted Toledo's page and check it out. Yeah. They got so cool. They have some really awesome stuff on there about the Bone House. And to this day, people, I'll po- every once in a while, I'll post something on Facebook about the Bone House. Like, you know how you get those videos? Of, mm-hmm. This is where you were 10 years ago. And uh, yeah. Ten years ago. And I still look the exact same. And uh, 
I'll post and people will say, you're still talking about the phone house. I'm like, yes, this is the most you haunted location forget. I've ever been at. Yeah, you don't forget those investigations where you had so much activity and it, it just can't explain it. And it was weird because, I mean, we were honored that Haunted Toledo asked us yeah. to help them with it. Thanks, guys. Or join them, I should say. It was fun. But it was weird because whenever we do an investigation there, there was a car like parked in the, down the street. And it's so weird because every time we investigated, it's almost like there was somebody watching us the whole time. I know. And that's weird because that happened at the hotel that we did in yeah. Sylvania. Remember? Yeah. We did that. And there was somewhere else that we were I at. I don't know. I think it was the same car. Really? Yeah. That was, it's just so bizarre. It's almost like somebody knew that we were going to be there, even though we never announced. We never announced when we were going to be at the Bone House. But yeah. for some reason, somebody knew. It's just so weird. But anyhow. You're psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, uh, there's probably other houses like this. Oh, you, you know guys there is. know of any weird houses with, you know, cemeteries or gravestones in the house? Let us know. It would be so interesting. And now that I about. know about this, I am going to start looking at foundations in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Because we do know that, you know, like during the Depression, they used the tombstones. You know, they did whatever they could. Yeah. So who knows where there could be tombstones. It could be in your basement. you got to remember, too, you know, like my backyard here. Yeah. There could be somebody buried in my backyard because you never know where people were buried. And the yeah. even if they're cavemen and they buried, you know <laughs> what I mean? You don't know because the land has been around yeah. a lot longer than we have. And, yeah. and, and you're near a water source, too. And generally, people lived near water sources, fresh yeah. water sources. Yeah. Good drinking water. Well, so. that's not. That's but your cats are probably out there that's right a, now. Drinking. What do they call it? A, a wet water ditch. So when la, it la, rains, la, la, la. it becomes it's dry until it rains and yeah. then it fills up. Weird. So anyhow, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I really am intrigued by these haunt Me houses, too. especially. I'd love to see them. We're going to Virginia. We got to see especially this, house. this tombstone house. Now they probably get a lot of people taking pictures of it and everything. Yeah. But it'd almost be interesting to find out more history about that house. Of who lived in it and what activity they had. So if you know anybody who's lived in that house, let us know. And there's another story that Jen brought some information on, and I'm like, we've got to do a whole show on this, is tiny houses on top of gravestones oh. or grave sites. Yeah. So let's put the, we're going to put a show together about that because I know we saw them in Sault Ste. Marie also. Yep. The Native Americans used little houses for their burials. Yeah, so very I'm gonna, interesting. I'm going to find out more about that. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Another thing, if you enjoy the show, please share, 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 share it with everybody you can. When you're walking down the street, just yell at people to oh. turn, tune in. Order a 222 Paranormal Podcast t-shirt yeah. off of our website and wear it so everybody can see that you listen to the number one Paranormal Podcast yeah. in our minds. There you go. In our hearts. Dear <laughs> listeners, you're in our hearts. We love you guys. All right. That's our show for this week. Hope you really enjoyed it. Um, please, please, please get up on our website, check it out, and share the show with your friends. Right. Just share, share, share with sure. everybody. Share so I can you get can't a bigger share ego. no more. <laughs> if I could turn back time. All right, guys. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week. Let's leave with bad-ass Deadly Dana Ooh, on the base. Oh, yeah. Some shattered faces. Rock and roll forever. Dead and fine.